Good afternoon, ladies and gents, and welcome back to Black Mesa Radio. Today we'll be talking about books, space, and everything in between. So let's start the show. So, listeners, before we, uh, before this is, we... This is, this is Chase. I'm here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess and we should... I'm Nate. I, I left that out in my... In your old-timey, old-timey person. Oh, Chase, you see? <laughs> so, we got hosts over there. We got Chase. Chase. Nate. <laughs> Seth. The, the real Seth. The real Seth. Back. Seth Turnage. The real Seth is better. No longer bearded dragon Seth. Pseudo-Seth. Pseudo-Pseudo. That's so mean. Seth, pseudo-Seth that's listening out there, you're not pseudo to us. You're whole. Well, we don't and, know that to Seth's face. And Josh. So that's your host. Anyway, so listeners, before we were, uh, before we started this, this show today, we were talking about, uh, books. And so we were talking about Harry Potter, particularly. And how there's a lot of strange things. Obviously, it's a book what about magic. What if Filch got fired? Then he would, that, that was, that he would be like out of, we were talking about Filch, yeah, specifically. Um, he would be, I guess, put out on the street side to go live with muggles. And he wouldn't know what to do because he's never been around them. He's been in that magical world. They would think so, he was insane. I haven't read the books or anything. What is his story like prior to, uh, like the Harry Potter books? I don't think like they, his upbringing. They don't stuff. go into it too much, but I know that he was. I'm sure that there's. I'm sure from, it's out he's there. He's from a, a wizard family. He's from a wizarding oh, really? family, and he's a squib, which means he has no magical powers. He's just. But, when you, he's, a, he's a mistake. You say he would he's be a, a terrible mistake of God. Bummer. <laughs> to, to to wizard God, but you, you say he's a, he wouldn't Dumbledore. be able to survive in like you know yeah, Dumbledore the regular world, but. He's already lived his whole life without having access to magic. Yeah, but himself. he's always, but he's lived his whole life without access to magic in the magical world. But he still has to do everything for himself. No, that's not what I'm saying. When I say that, I'm saying like he come out into our world, they kick him out. He that goes in our world, to get used and to. he has no idea what pop culture is. He has no idea Wait, what's normal. Do, do squibs not still live in the uh, magical all, realm? I believe do. they do. That's what I'm but saying. No, what, no. All he has to do, he's a crotchety, angry old man. He'll fit in anywhere where in, that's applicable. In, and like uh, he doesn't have to understand pop culture. I'm just like, saying no, new, that's not this new nonsense. <laughs> like, crap. I'm not saying that either necessarily, but like he's I don't know. I just feel like if, so if he got fired like he would still be living amongst the wizards wherever they live. Probably. Was he kind of like a I don't want to call him a charity case because Dumbledore always seemed to have people in place that seemed weird, but he could read yeah. their character really well. So at first you would hate them. Like Snape. Uh, Spoilers. For <laughs> yeah, for anybody who hasn't read Dude, those books that came out forever ago, or the movies, don't that listen came out. to this. But it's been time. You've had your time. Earmuffs, kids. If the movie has already come out a long time ago, then it's time. Sorry. So I agree. Also, uh, what was that? Trelawney, Professor Trelawney, was also like a uh, kind of a a joke for a while, but he had her there for a specific reason. So I wonder if. Uh, Filch had the same thing. Wait, what are you saying? Except he wanted to like chain kids up in the dungeon like they used to. I don't know. It seemed like a that's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that's just but that's just how they used to handle things. Like that's, that's basically true for a lot of cultures. Like you just got to get away with a lot of crap that you just can't do anymore. <laughs> a lot of inhumane acts were totally acceptable. Yeah. It's just a that's just a Tuesday. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't think he would have functioned in the human world. But then I also they're, think they're that humans, I think he could have functioned fairly well. I think Wizards at some humans. point, <laughs> some no, of them, no, they're, they're not. They're aliens. Um, I think at some point 
the human world would overtake the magical world because we are because okay, all of Harry Potter takes place in the nineties, correct? Yeah, pretty much. Back when like internet was in its infancy, uh, technology was you know we had pretty fairly modern technology. We had nukes and stuff, but we didn't have as much of like a technological surveillance state that we have now. I just went real crazy for a minute there. Um, but I was saying, like, eventually there's no way that the magical people could hide. Also, if you had magical abilities, why not go to space? They could easily, like, colonize another planet like that. Like, they could just do it with no that, problem. That is, unless some, you know, somehow that they never discussed that their magical powers are tied to this planet. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Well, no, but they say that their magic is tied to their blood, so... And their blood is tied to the earth. But the thing about space, perhaps kind of like what we talked about before, that they start building on different technologies, so it completely changes their mindset, their wants, and their desires. So And the direction the, of the species itself. Right, so they didn't go with the uh, technological advances, and especially uh, Mr. Weasley, who's all about technology, and, and the mug was like, it's so fascinating, but I guess it's everyday life. You don't, We don't get it. So like, what they think is awesome besides Mr. Weasley, is completely different, and their desires probably have nothing to do with space. Are there, are there any other, like... Except the centaurs. Like, uh, fictional worlds. But they do think space is a big deal, though. Do they? Do all they? the astrological stuff. Yeah, all yeah, the astrological that's true. stuff. But, but, I mean, that has nothing to do with... Exploration. Like, space exploration or anything But like still, that. like, that, that, like, kernel of fascination is there. They do, like, hidden worlds, because they make their own hidden worlds. Maybe they already populated the moon. They didn't want to tell you about it. What were you going to say, Seth? Are there any other oh, fictional um, worlds? I'm where... thinking of like, uh, like other fictional worlds that take place like on our Earth, where like technology advances in a highly different direction. Oh, and like just just a comparison, like what that would be like. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Um, Actually, you talked about one in your in like that book you read. Which so book? Like, don't the, the don't bring it brain up. Brain computer. Oh, John dies at the end. Yeah. Uh, oh, that. There we go. That book that I love. <laughs> that, we're, <laughs> yeah. that we're sponsored by. So everyone go out and buy it. David Wong sponsor us. Seriously. Yeah. No. Well. There was this world where this guy created organic computers and technology went that way instead of like silicone stuff like that. So, That's the future, man. Oh, it's I terrifying in the book. Thought of another. Have you ever? I know you've watched it before, Josh. But uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. The anime? Yeah, it was like where they didn't have regular science. They like alchemy advanced super far, and that's where they got all their technology. And it takes place like in the 30s and 40s. Yeah, I think, and it's like way more advanced. Watchmen because of that. Watchmen takes place in a world where we lost World War II. Really? Yeah, and everything. I mean, you can see how everything is vastly different. Hmm. Like they had flying hover cars, and not everywhere, obviously, because there was still like that really heavy. As opposed to hovering Speaking flying cars. Of the hovering flying cars or whatever you want to call it, there was some car that had something wrong with it. It flew past me on the highway this past <laughs> week, and it sounded just like the Jetsons. Swear to God. <laughs> yeah. Was it a Tesla? God knows. <laughs> but I was just like, what was that? Or maybe I had a UFO experience. I don't know. <laughs> but I just, anyway, that was just a tangent for the day. It's a good, good contribution to this story, <laughs> this conversation. No. Speaking of the Jetsons now. Oh, man. This boy. Oh, it's a dystopian future where no one. So when are they going? When, when's Hollywood going to make a Jetsons movie, a live action? Oh, I hope they don't. Never, I hope. They've done some Hanna Barber stuff already. They did Scooby Doo, and those were awesome. Scooby Doo movies were pretty cool, except I, for the Scrappy Doo part. I was joking, but nobody ever I liked Scrappy Doo though. Scrappy no one does. was the worst. Tim Curry was going to be in the movie until they said the Scrappy Doo was in the plot, and he said no, and like he dropped out. out because of that. 
Because he said that was the worst thing that ever happened. He's like, well, wasn't yep. he going to be? He was going to be like the main villain. Scrappy Doo, uh, and then he backed terrible. out because of Scrappy. I liked the. Uh, I did. I, I liked the Scooby Doo movies. I was also like fourteen when they came out. What about out, like so. the first wow. Flintstones movie? Uh, that was pretty terrible. Yeah, with, with uh, John, John Goodman, Goodman and Rick Moranis. Moranis, Halle Berry. Yeah, Halle Berry was. I don't remember. That. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Yeah, this is a weird podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a weird episode. Has anybody ever thought about how like? The Jetsons live in like a horrible dystopian future. You were saying that. Is it horrible? Ago. Think about it. Like they're lazy. It's almost like Wally. They're lazy. They don't have to do anything. George Jetson's job is all he does every day is just push a button. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And there's no real like sign that he's accomplishing anything. That's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> That's the dream. Um, and he, okay, so they can't go down to the surface because some disaster made the surface unlivable. So they live in the sky now. Is that what they say on the show? It's implied. I don't know if they say it. It's implied that they haven't gone down to the surface ever. No, I, it, I it is. Them, like, they didn't know because when when the in the crossover episode where the Jetsons and the Flintstones meet, like they talk about how like oh we haven't been on land in so long, like they didn't even know what it was. So mankind doesn't even know why we don't go to the ground anymore. My guess is because it's a horrible mutant apocalypse down there. And you know that the there clouds. are people down there. Down there is fallout. Oh man. It's Elysium. It like would, they're just it, in it, the sky, actually, in, their, in their utopian world. The Jetsons just got really cool. Fallout <laughs> would actually fit that motif. Yeah, that the 1950s, 1960s, like weird, like yeah. future technology motif. It fits it perfectly. I'm just Fallout saying, and Jetsons, pretty rad. same universe. Just you saying, heard it here first. Heard it here first. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's such a weird thing to talk about. Oh, also conspiracy theories. Why weren't there conspiracy theories in the Harry Potter universe? Oh, yeah, we like, talked about that, too, before the podcast. They have, like, blurry black and white pictures of people flying through the sky, like, on a broom, and they're like, what the fuck is that? And people are like, <laughs> you've got, like, wizards that are planted, planted, like, in the government that are, like, shooting it down. And then, like, the the you have wizards planting wizards that purposefully sound crazy just to make all the other conspiracy theorists sound crazy, like... I feel like that's a whole angle that could have been played with that wasn't. That's something we should have talked about last week is disinformation. That happens a lot. Like the best way to uh, cover up a story is just put a whole bunch of other crappy stories out there. Which is kind of what happens all the time. Literally. So you have to really dig through all the the garbage garbage and stories to really get to the truth. And so anybody who hasn't really done their homework on it is just going to say, ah, it's just a bunch of hooey. This, look at this story. It's stupid. And this story. So they're all stupid. But only just one of those hooey. stories has to be true. Yeah. Some people, I heard the other day someone talking about uh, Alex Jones, like, no offense, whatever, but they're saying that Alex Jones was, like, actually planted, like, on purpose to make conspiracy theorists sound crazy. I don't know who that is. Y'all, come on. Alex Jones, he's a big deal. He's a big deal to, like, crazy libertarian con- uh, conspiracy types. Like, that he, still he doesn't let us about, know who it is. <laughs> he okay. He has a the John the um, the Alex Jones radio show or whatever, and he he's got like a podcast and stuff. Prison Planet. Like oh wait, those, no, we talked about him. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, those like yeah, Prison yeah, yeah. Planet uh, bumper stickers all the time. Or I see him. I don't know. Blue Car Syndrome. Or I'm awake now. Prison well, you're, Planet. You're like awake. A terrible like <laughs> or a sci-fi channel movie. Or it's Blue Blue Car Syndrome, where you're aware of it, so you yeah. notice it. Like, now that I got a Kia Soul, so I see Kia Souls everywhere, and I'm like, ugh. Dude, they are everywhere. I know my wife has one, but they really are. I'll bring, I'll bring a picture. They're so dang comfortable and wonderful to drive. That car was designed for millennials. Sponsor like us, Kia. First car. It was, it's very zippy. It, like, when, when we got married zippy. and she had that car, like, I was like, uh, it's a Kia Soul. It's like a wannabe SUV, and, but it's, it drives really well, and it's, yeah. it's, 
And they're comfortable. Actually, they designed it where it's quite roomy. It's not a very pretty car. I'll, I, I'm not going to give them that. I but like it. It's designed well. It's it's function over form. And when I drive around, I go zip. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. It's zippy, man. It's true. That's the sound it makes. Oh, yeah? They have an attachment you put on the exhaust pipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Jetson thing that changed. That's what it was. <laughs> that makes me think. I watched a video earlier of a guy who uh, he's. You know who that is? Yeah, I know who that Alex dude is. Listeners, Nathan is showing a picture of Alex. He's Jones. on that Infowars yeah, guy. Who that is. Yeah, Infowars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Seth, what were you saying? This guy, these engineers started designing gun loudeners. <laughs> Great. That's on an episode of The Simpsons. Well, th- this guy, like, he actually engineered. It's like a real thing. You screw into the front of the gun. Like he he showed a two two three, like a uh, AR. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, they're, they're not super loud, but they are, you know, kind of loud. He put it on there and measured the decibel level, and it was, like, almost that of, like, a 50 cal, like, a sniper rifle. scare people off. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm not going that way. Dude sounds knows like a, what's sounds up. Sounds like a cannon. It's awesome. I don't see it being practical, but <laughs> I guess if you want to scare people away. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of The Simpsons where he's inventing stuff and he makes the makeup gun. Homer, you had it set on whore! <laughs> <laughs> when he shoots her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> this time, try to keep your nostrils closed. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love The Simpsons. And that was the worst Marge Simpson impression. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. It was like hoarse and raspy and sounded terrible. It's Marge Simpson. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, speaking of decibels, that reminded me. There was a, a prank a couple months back. Um, that went on the internet and these, this, uh, company was made, it was a fake company. I'm doing air quotes. They had this thing called the cube and it was a black cube that was supposed to be able to do anything you needed it to. Like it could do, um, like it had its own wifi signal. It was internet. It could project things. You could watch it like a TV. You could call Did it people. have all the TV apps because that's what somebody really needs to do. Well, it's not real, Chase. Well, I don't, I don't care as long as it had all the TV apps. But the thing is, they said that its volume level at its maximum was 400 decibels. What? And everybody was like, what? It's, I mean, obviously, it wasn't real. And it, the whole thing was, it was a prank. And then someone on, I think it was Reddit, probably, did the math. And they're like, you realize that 400 decibels could end the world. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, if it went that loud. Because the loudest recorded thing we've ever done was 320. And that was a, like, microphone that got obliterated by a nuclear bomb. Like, that was the loudest we've ever done. And so the nuclear bomb was the loudest. Yes. There the the microphone was. Nothing more satisfying <laughs> than watching old videos of a nuke going off. I don't know why. Like, oh, I just, no. dude, I'm it sorry. Is, it is beautiful in a really weird way. Like, it really there, is. There is something captivating about it. It looks like I Dragon totally Ball Z, that. too. I get on YouTube, I get uh, on YouTube sometimes and, like, look up. That's all my going off. I was wrong, by the way. It wasn't, um, I, I misread. It wasn't uh, a nuclear bomb. It was the, Tese- the Tuskegee meteor was the loudest thing ever. Oh, the thing. And that was somewhere between 300 to 315. I misread. And then that crazy the shuttle takeoff event. is the loudest man made thing, right? Uh, loudest man made thing? Let me look. Because I have a list here right now. Was, was the meteor one that happened in like the 1950s in Russia where it like obliterated all the trees? And the tw- maybe it was the 20s then. Yeah, I think it was like the, uh, I want to say 1917, but I think that was too early. Mm, it was 1908. So early. 7.40 a.m. on June 30th, 1908. One, it was the impact similar to a 1,000 megaton bomb with a decibel rating oh. of 300 to 315. Considered the loudest single event in history. The most, the loudest man-made thing is a one-ton explosion of TNT. Oh, okay. So one megaton? 
So we standing as close... Bombs that are like multiple megatons? Yeah, you think so. So standing as close as 250 feet away from the impact, the resulting explosion of a one-ton bomb creates a decibel count of 210. Without sufficient hearing protection, not to mention completely, you know, being surrounded in a bunker, you would quite, quite literally die from the vibrations of the noise. I guess, because I know we've like tested Shaking bombs before syndrome. that are like... Because there's that Russian one, the Tsar Bomber. Yeah. They never dropped on like an actual country, but they tested it. And it was like... It was like 400 megatons or something like that. It was insane. That's so big. Uh, you would think that would be louder. But maybe it's different I think, because atomic bombs are I just think different. it might be different because you're dealing with straight energy and you're decreasing the amount of mass that you have. So the conservation of matter was true up until we discovered uh, nuclear energy. So only in that case are you eliminating matter and converting it straight to energy and sound waves are compression waves that you have to have matter to do so i, I i'm guessing that makes sense i'm not an acoustics Kinda. engineer what but there there is a lot there more any acoustics, in, acoustics engineers out there from a right in when you have the actual physical tnt exploding into a vapor that's uh, going into a gas so you're going to be shocking the surrounding atmosphere a lot more than I think you would with just pure energy radiating out and melting your skin. That makes sense. One of my favorite parts in the Douglas Adams uh, um, Guide to the Galaxy series is there's a band called Disaster Area where the audience will sit like a thousand miles away in a bunker and the band will be playing from space, but their stage is on on the planet, and, and their the decibels are like at two thousand levels or, or two thousand decibels. And this, didn't he say something about their sound stage looking like um like the the Manhattan skyline if all the buildings were amps? Yes, like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, like the area, there's like a it's like a thousand mile radius or something like that destroyed by the band performing. And they play from like a spaceship that's yeah. not even on the planet. <laughs> yeah, and the audience is Dude, several thousand that. miles away. So funny. And then, yeah, anyway. Was that on Death Clock or something? No, that was on, that's, uh, uh, that's in the Hitchhiker's Hitch- 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 It sounds like Metalocalypse, though. Or Metal- really yeah, 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 Metalocalypse. That's, that's in the Hitchhiker's called. Guide to the Galaxy. But that does sound like Metalocalypse, like when they drop the giant spiky cube in Antarctica. Like where they have the, <laughs> they drop tea on the audience. Yeah. Or no, it was coffee. It was coffee. And they like, take a submarine it's down. It's such a good parody metal. of Metal. We're doing an ad. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, man. It, it makes me love Metal, even though, you know, some of those kids are weird. But Do you folks want some coffee? <laughs> oh, okay, that was silly. I love it. <laughs> I used to be a metalhead, kind of. I didn't wear black all the time. That's. I'm not a metalhead really anymore. I, there's some metal bands that I still enjoy, but The Sword is probably still my favorite band. I'm telling you, man, let's start a band called Serpents and Kings. Let's do it. That sounds awesome. That's a daredevil is he, quote. Is he going to be that Magic Gathering based? No, we should make a Magic the Gathering based band. Dude, we keep talking uh, about that. Abhorrent Overlord. Abhorrent Overlord. Abhorrent Overlord. Dude, such. Dude, I really want to get back into Magic. Or, uh, I'm sorry, D and D. Want to finish that? Trying to try, try, trying to get it going. And oh, no, yeah. I don't think it's demonic at all. So, listeners, we're going to I be. Mean, it is, but whatever. <laughs> it's so, fun. So, listeners, uh, in the next couple weeks, we may, may not. We have to see how it goes. We may broadcast an episode where we just play Dungeons and Dragons and let the listeners enjoy and geek out with us. We may not, though. I'm not sure. We'll figure that one out. I thought we could call it a sidecast. Sidecast. You know, something. It'd be fun if you like us, which uh, you may not. 
We're just, <laughs> <laughs> if you like, if you like us, but you probably don't. I mean, you probably like. It's like me, I love that podcast, but I hate those guys. The other three are kind of boring. Their uh, content is interesting, but ugh, as people, <laughs> I hate their personalities. Can't I'm really them. banking on my personality, keeping this thing up. Like, <laughs> at least on my end, because like I bring no knowledge to the table. <laughs> you bring fun, flavor, and interesting I things. I bring, I bring something. I keep getting invited. <laughs> I bring beer mostly. <laughs> that does help, and that's why we keep that inviting does help you a lot. Anyway, um, but yeah, listeners, we're going to be doing D and D podcast. We we, we want to do one D and D like all the way through without recording it to make sure that we're doing it right and it doesn't suck. Like how you say D and D as if it's an individual thing. We're going to do one D and D, just one. We're going to wrap up a series. Because it'd be really difficult for somebody to get into the middle of our... One campaign. Campaign. No, no, no. You just go last time on D&D. Last time on D&D. Yeah. And then you just, like, fill everybody in, kind of like on Game of Thrones. Can we get that guy? Last time on Black Mesa D&D. Can we get the guy so who did would, the Dragon Ball Z thing to come in and we do would, it for us? We'd yeah. have a pre-built backstory is essentially what you're saying. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, wait, wait. To start off with? <laughs> no, he just means fill you in, just like on a TV show when they're, like, previously on Lost. This well, happened, but this everybody happened, this has happened. to put a backstory in, like, when the... TV show was just starting, or else it's... Like, oh, yeah. Well, most... I should say most shows. Not necessarily. Yeah, as I say, it just depends. Yeah. Some shows just jump right in. Daredevil did. Depends on how episodic the show is. Yeah. Episodic. I like that. But, and uh, we can... We can do it like a TV show is in where, like, you... uh where, <laughs> This is totally not... <laughs> I don't feel like this is podcast worthy, but... We can totally do it like a TV show where, like, at different points, like, in the adventure, like, if there's two characters that are just, like, hanging out, they can just be like, so what's your story? And, like, blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> Tell like, me about yourself, Dark Stranger. How did you get mixed up in this? Like, or whatever. So we're gonna essentially be doing a radio show from, like, the 1940s. Dude, yeah, but that's fun. That's I, exactly yeah, what a lot of podcasts I'm 100% are. on board for that. <laughs> as long as Seth does the intro, just like he did this We can get out decoder rings, so you can, like, win prizes. Sponsored by... Lucky Strike cigarettes and Hydrox. <laughs> Hydrox. Ovaltine and Moxie. No, but uh, we've been Moxie listening... By General or, Motors. <laughs> I have been listening to Earwolf Radio, and they've been doing a and d uh, podcast, and I thought it was really interesting. That's, that's Brian Posehn's podcast, right? That's the one. Yeah. I have not listened to that yet. Oh, it's so good. They're pretty funny, but the, the DM is always like, I have a storyline planned out, and I never get to use it, ever. <laughs> That's they always want to do something completely they, de- they derail exactly yeah, what you wanted like, to do. Why didn't you guys just do this? But I don't know. It didn't didn't seem like a good idea. That's what's fun about it, though. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's what makes it. Well, it's like the last game, listeners of D anD D that we did. Uh, well, anyway, we had a like I had the, I was the DM and I had the guy the party in a bar. Um, party barge where I I fully intended them just to interview people and get information, and then one of the characters. Which was Seth's character, actually. With the town on Ch- fire? No, he challenged everybody in the bar to a drinking well, contest did, to get we, information. We, well, no, information. Or no, to get gold money, is what it was. Like, we didn't have any money, and mm. there was a blacksmith in town. And you're like, this blacksmith sells this and this and this. I'm like, well, I want all that. But I, I, I have like, you know, 20 gold pieces. Yeah. I can't do that. So, like, can I challenge everybody in the bar to a drinking contest? And I had never even thought that that would be an option. And I was like, sure, just go for it. We'll see what happens. I was like, and, you need to roll this, like, at least this high to... To win each drink, and, and it was then against twelve people, and he did. He I won every single. He won roll. twelve rolls in a row. Dang. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And I won like six hundred gold, which and is bought everybody here. See, because I thought he got really drunk. Somehow we burned down the whole town. I don't. That no. that was. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Um, was that a different one? I don't know. I know we spent like 
two hours in the town. We, you guys spent way down. more time in the town than I had ever expected you to. Dude, it was freaking Cody's fault. It was it was Cody's fault. If oh you're listening, God. Cody Henning, our friend. He won't listen to this. <laughs> he won't. That's <laughs> funny. But no, we did. The the party spent way too much time in town, and I was I was so just ready for you well, guys. We also to leave. had like eight people. That's true. Yeah. It was too many. The party was too big. It should never be bigger than probably six, I would say. Yeah. But you know, you you do what you can. It was fun though. God, it was a good like, time. Wait, he had to like go to every single building. He's that guy who like in a video game has done every single thing possible. Like in every town. nook and cranny has found don't, everything. Don't don't pretend like playing Skyrim. You're not gonna walk and check every single room and every single. Corner. I have not finished any Elder Scrolls game because I always am like. Alright, I'm so bored with this game, and I never finished the actual campaign, because I'm too busy exploring everything and something new. Like, there's way too many side missions. Just just stop it. That's the point of that game, though. Dude, speaking of Elder Scrolls and stuff, do you know that there's, like, five hidden bosses in Skyrim? Nope. Yes. Yep. That's super cool. And uh, it's completely off topic, and most of our listeners don't even play Skyrim or won't care, because they don't know what it is. How do you know? Because he's it. probably beat them. Or no, 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 like, how do you know our listeners don't play Skyrim? Oh, I'm sure some of them. Randy Arizmendez, shout out. He does. I know he does. Market, market data seems to suggest that. Market data. <laughs> um, actually, on our Mixcloud Mix um, admin site, um, the one that I upload all the stuff to, we do have statistics on the demographics of the people listening. Really? Um, it's nothing like creepy, like Facebook stalker type we, stuff. We have all your phone numbers. But it, like, if they log in, well, no, if they log in with Facebook, like, it shows, like, this is one of your listeners. They log in with Facebook. This is a little bit about them. Um, or oh. it's like, for instance, Justin Jump, who listens to us. Um, he does? Yeah. Um, it just shows his username and then his real name that he signed up with, and then that's it. Um, yeah, so yeah. it depends on how you log in. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, dude, he's Wagonburner88, right? Oh, yeah, he's always been what, Way to call him out know. and give his information through the air. His username? Yeah, that he uses for literally real... everything? You said his username and his real name. He probably didn't want you to use his real name and his username. He doesn't care. Justin doesn't care. <laughs> we love you, Justin. Thank you for listening to Black yes. Mesa Radio. Keep not caring, buddy. I feel like we should have gone to a break there. Thank you for listening to Black Mesa Radio. Oval Team. Ew. I'm just kidding. God, we need to get better sponsors. Dude, so this show is going nowhere. Nesquik. Oh, Nesquik. Let's get sponsored by Nesquik rather than. The Can we do that? Tang. Gross. Dude, mm, forget forget Nesquik. Tang. I'm just going straight to Brahms chocolate milk. Oh. Because it's like syrup. It's thick. Oh, they like yeah. put like you have to like choke it down. Xanthan gum to thicken that but stuff it's so up. So delicious. Just, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> choke on it. <laughs> Gonna chew your chocolate milk. Mmm. Mm. So Brahms, if you're listening, your long enough, you did. Dude, Brahms, we're accepting sponsorship you, right now. Absolutely, we will do a commercial for Brahms every single week. If anybody who yeah. isn't from the uh, the Southern Midwest, I'm not really sure what region technically. I think Brahms is only in like Oklahoma, Texas. I have no idea, Missouri. but you know how we can find out. If we, if we got if we got some kind of Brahms deal with Brahms, where like they just give me free food all the time, that might be the worst thing that ever happened <laughs> to me. And the best thing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so they like. They have a farm here, uh, not too far away from where we live at, and they only truck out what can be uh, shipped within 24 hours. So anything past a 24-hour drive time is not going to be a store. So everything is fresh and delicious, and mm. it's like a grocery store slash fast food restaurant, yeah, slash, slash gift ice, from God, slash ice cream shop. Yeah, their ice cream. Oh man, dude, pretty much mm. Brahms milk. Are we going to Brahms thing? after yeah. this? Is that what's happening dude, right now? You want to? Hey, let's take a break real quick and we'll come back. <laughs> <laughs>
Give me some cappuccino chunky chocolate. We can just oh, okay. not go to Brahms and then take a break and then just pretend like we did. Oh, oh we'll be back after this break, <laughs> listeners. Mm, eating this ice oh. cream. <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, got those lactose farts. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes that sponsorship that we were so very much hoping for. Oh, that is advertising. <laughs> but through the magic of editing. No, I'm leaving it in. No, leave that okay. in. That's I'm leaving fine. that in. That's fine. I leave in pretty much a lot of stuff these days. You, I Good. don't think you edit it. You just pretty much cut from just the beginning edit out the, the cuss end. words and oh, leave it alone. That's not even kind of true. I edit out a whole bunch of stuff. Do you? But yeah, um, huh. mostly it's mostly long gaps of silence, um, as well as ums, likes, um, like when someone um, says, um like um, like what you just said. Um, like when someone says no, like um, I literally was saying um. And like. And then you went, um, like when someone blah, blah, blah. And like you kept going. You just totally yeah, did it. You did, you did. You did it. You said it twice. Said you said it, it on purpose and then you said it for real. <laughs> so Josh edits half of his words out. I know. Uh, like. You're, you're the weak link in our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So yeah, I do, I do edit out quite a bit of stuff. Um, I gotta stop saying um now. Dang it. I'm gonna end up editing all that. Um, my name is Nathan. But yeah, I do, I do edit out like the, when, when someone cusses, uh, if it's something particularly bad, I will, I'll take that out. Uh, I think it makes it worse when people edit out cuss words because it leaves it up to the imagination. And you like, the imagination is so much worse than reality. Well, say someone, someone drops the F-bomb, which we've had guests and other people drop the F-bomb before. I'll leave that. I have done it probably once per, you, at least. You, yeah, you do it quite a bit. <laughs> I'll leave the F and the K sound in, so it's just like... You should, you should start bleeping, but sometimes it's the best part. Like, oh my gosh, why don't I bleep like, it? Bleeping random words. That's such a good idea, I could do that. swears. <laughs> Dude, you shouldn't bleep just occasionally. it. occasionally. Not a bleep, though. Use a, a, a like an awesome... Bing! Use like a slide whistle. I don't know about that. Oh, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna add in some random sound effect. Uh, whenever we, whenever, a duck. Yeah. A d- <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. I that like could that. be kind of awesome. You guys want? Okay, it's gonna be a duck. Uh, back to Metalocalypse. They always do like that, like the guitar sound. Like somebody yeah. like missed a note. Or we could actually replace it with hero. a stupid word like mucklug. That is. A I was thinking about that. That is a stupid word. Right? I know. Let's just replace it with that. <laughs> Let's replace. Son of a muck. We'll, we'll replace it with a uh, short commercial for Brahms. <laughs> on on Craig Ferguson, they always like just threw in like a random French word. Croissant. Yeah. Croissant. <laughs> I actually said garçon, but yeah, that was croissant. Either I was going to say one of those works. Doesn't matter. I don't speak French. I speak freedom. Mm. Oh, freedom fries. Remember that? Yeah, that's still a thing. What? Uh, a, I'm so glad we took a stand it? on that. French fries weren't even French. I think they were Belgian or something. You're damn right. Thought <laughs> <laughs> they were English. Freedom oh, fries, shit. son. Oh, people were like taking French wine and like dumping it in like the street gutters and stuff. I can't tell if you're serious. That actually no, happened? that yeah, that really happened because oh, it was a big so deal. Because we were like, silly. we're going to war. Who wants to come? And France was like, nah, we're good. And so everybody's really mad about it. Like, boo! Be on our side. Exactly. Hey, whether you're against us, it, we definitely had a thing. Against France ever since the revolution ended, I feel like. It was like, yeah. It's like they helped us, and then there was a little French and Indian War thing. it's kind of messed up. Well, it, and a part of it was they're mad at us because we didn't help them with their revolution. But the thing was, they had like a bunch of them, and most of them were kind of like, ah, <laughs> you don't need to do this. <laughs> and they were like, come help us, America. And we're like, no. Help you fight who? Yourselves? Basically. We were fighting the Indians whole Help time. us fight the proletariat. The proletariat. Got me a constituency. The bourgeoisie. Josh, do you know what the proletariat is? Dismantle the proletariat. 
That's the normal people. You're the normal people. The bourgeoisie <laughs> is the. Let's tear us out apart. You're the bourgeoisie. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna stop talking. Thank you. <laughs> this is, is the adult conversation. The owners of production, Jeff? or is that something else? Yes. That's a different group of people. No, I, I, I think that they're like the people. They're, like, they're kind of those in power. Okay. I'm pretty sure they are the. I forget. It depends on where it's from, or like where it's being talked about. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Once again, I speak freedom, not French. So yeah. This really terrible hybrid slang of Spanish and English. Hey, hey, hey! You back off, hombre. Ombre. <laughs> we're speaking, we're speaking American right now. We speak the language of freedom in this country. Uh, okay. Um, so on a completely other note to get this podcast back to talking about things that are not rambly. Did you guys see the whole thing about South Korean government sponsoring their, uh, industry, especially on like their docks? They gave them like exosuits, exosuits that like exosuits. Can, exosuits. We'll try this again. They gave them exosuits that they can use to like lift up to a thousand pounds and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's all that they're crazy. On there's like a there's a company that's that's trying to build that kind of thing for people who like are paralyzed and stuff like that. Wow, yeah. I just want the suit from Alien. And they yeah. have like they have I don't I don't know if they're selling them right now like like mass producing or anything, but they have like working versions of it that they yeah made. no there's a there's a girl that I am friends with on Facebook who I went to uh, O Trip with at the time and I mean, we don't really talk anymore, but she's never unfriended me and I've never unfriended her, but she posted a like a news article about herself the other day where she went to, I think it was Missouri and she tested out like one of those suits. She, she, her legs don't work, uh, from the waist down. Like she's paralyzed from the waist down and she like was walking around with it and stuff because it like does that for you. It's it, like, really crazy. Read your brain waves or something like that to figure out what you're trying to. Wait, I thought we were still trying to master the art of human walking. Like we can't do that by a software pretty program much got just it. yet. I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> Have you heard about the uh, in here. English doctor who cured a man of paralysis? <laughs> What's doing what? Did he replace his head? No. Exorcism. No, like what happened is this guy got stabbed in the spine like years ago and you know, he sever he couldn't feel anything or walk from the you know, anything from the waist down. And that he treated him by like putting a certain type of like stem cell in, oh, I did hear about that. that area where the, the the cut was, and it healed itself. And wow. he, he doesn't have full, uh, like, full function yet, but he can walk, like, with the help of, like, a walker. He can actually move his legs. And he has, he doesn't have full feeling, but he has some sensation back. And that's insane. That's, that's just a step, you know, in getting paralysis completely healed. Have you heard about the guy that got his finger grown back with, like, that powder that they made out of, like, a pig's liver? What? What? I did not hear about that. Dude, yeah. Pig's this, liver powder. Guy, We're going to start like massacring pigs and grinding up their livers like they do in Africa with rhino horns. <laughs> oh, dude, they went extinct this week. Black, the West, no. Africa, the the black West, West African black rhino went yeah, extinct this week. Got declared extinct. So good joke, Chase. Dang it. You douche. I didn't yeah, know. Too, too soon. soon. <laughs> I know. God. Literally. Because I didn't know. Yeah. It is kind of messed up. It sucks. It's incredibly tragic. Now what are all those countries that use it as an aphrodisiac going to use? It's just sad. Dude, that's so crazy. Once something is like an aphrodisiac, people will do any, like, they'll kill all of them. Well, like, do you know why they call it an aphrodisiac? I forget the technical term for it. I but it's named after Aphrodite. Well, they, they tend to so say things of a, things that are alike, uh, that things that look like. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, crap, what the Liverwort. They used to take liverwort, right? Because there's like, because there's a lot of things that are named that. They're like named after organs or something like that, but it's because it looks like it. Yeah. So, so essentially, if it looks like it, it affects that area of the body. So, aphrodisiacs tend to look like, you know, reproductive Horns. systems, like a horn. Hmm. Interesting. And that was the science of the so day. So, it's a straight up phallic reference. That's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, that's oh essentially my God. Well, it's that's the pseudoscience it of the day for sure. Yay, it wasn't psychology today. <laughs> uh, what were you, what was it? I'm fine. Am I saying something? You, uh, no, maybe, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, okay. we totally got time about, uh, yeah, pig liver. Oh, yeah, okay, this guy was like really into RC airplanes, and one of his RC airplanes cut his finger off, and they couldn't find the end of it to have it like reattached. It cut it off, I think it was his middle finger, like from that last knuckle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it, it, like, it was kind of this experimental thing. They, like, isolate this certain part of the liver. They, like, cut this certain part out and, like, throw the rest of it away. It's the, uh, uh, some membrane, I don't know, in the liver. And they're, like, there's this process where they, like, dry it out and then, like, they grind it up into a powder and then they, like, add something else into it or whatever. And then, like, he started rubbing it on the wound every day and he grew the end of his finger back. Like, does he have a fingernail? Yeah. And what? it looks perfect. It looks perfect. What? Like the, the same fingerprint, everything. It's like identical. Same fingerprint, huh? Well, I mean, it would be as, it would be. Yeah, from his DNA, I guess. That's just, I can't wrap my mind around that. Dude, look it up. It's legit. Have you seen this? And then guy? they used it on a guy that stepped on an IED. I did. Uh, and they were saying that like he'd know he'd completely lose the, the, the function of his, I think it was his right leg. And, uh, they used it to grow back like a really large amount of his like quadriceps muscles. God, if only Dr. House had that. Yeah. Dude, look it up. It's real. It would have just ended up being lupus. It's never <laughs> lupus, Josh. What were you going to say about skin gun stuff? There's a, uh, there's a, well, it's this thing this doctor created, uh, for burn victims. And what they do is they take, uh, a sample of the person's skin cells and they put it in this, like, water solution and culture it. And then they put it in this, like, modified, not modified, it's, you know, completely built up from the ground up. It looks kind of like a paint sprayer gun. It looks really similar to a paint sprayer. And they attach it in there, and it's, like, computer controlled, so it's really accurate. And they spray it into the wound, and what they're doing is they're spraying the person's own skin cells into the wound, and it regrows it. It's insane. And it's, it's like, lightning fast. Like, over, like... Like, in, like, a matter of weeks. It's, like, three weeks or something like that. Yeah, you, you couldn't even tell. It's insane. The thing I saw about that was a guy who had like third degree burns on his face and it just like just spray just, painted his face back on. Yeah, no, yeah. they literally yeah. do. And it looks okay because you've seen. He looked like fine. Anyway, so, um, you've seen like skin grafts and what those look like yeah. afterwards. They leave like a little bit. I mean, you can see the, you can see where it was. Yeah. With this, nothing. It's just smooth. It just looks like, looks like your skin. Gosh. It's insane. It is. It's awesome. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Modern medicine, honestly, is going crazy places oh absolutely like they have been able to uh sequence dna and manipulate proteins so easily now that people are uh can do stuff in their own garages now like people can do research very simply relatively cheaply and that's the problem with science today is that it's advancing so far that anybody with a modicum of uh, biological intelligence can start doing their own tests and experiments with DNA, let's say. Dude, we're straight up getting to the point where the show Fringe was, it's where un- it's, like it's people be- were just doing their own experiments. Dude, it's unregulated, what? and people are pretty much going wherever they want to and wherever they can. I think it's, it's a good th- thing. This is going to terrifying. It, what if it ends up starting, you know, like stuff like gene drugs? 
Oh, what a crazy concept. Yeah, but they're going to be, it's going to be worse than drugs. I'm telling you, the you want to spice your DNA? Is it is going to be in. a joke compared to what's coming on with this stuff? Crocodile, oh, yeah, bring it, son, dude. Uh, freaking myostatin. Like, if we can figure it, like gene dope myostatin out of people. Oh right. Oh, because myostatin is like this. Uh, it's like a chemical or something that your body produces that inhibits the growth of your muscles. And they figured out ways. Like, you can you can look it up. I forget what these cows are called. But there's a certain like name oh form. yeah yeah. They're like a Belgian blue or something like that cow. And they're, like, double-muscled. They're like and they, the size of a horse. Yeah, and, like, we can do the same thing with delicious. humans. I just, I'm just i pretty sure, but I just we haven't done it yet, I think, or something. Oh, dude, they'd be so... They've done it with rats, though. Whippets and those cows have a natural mutation. It's a, a, what, a recessive mutation. Yeah. For those who don't know, whippets is a type of dog. Because I didn't know that until someone told it's me. It's also a type of drug. Well, they've also created really? myostatin know. inhibitors uh, where they can use gene doping to take rats and make rats uh, double-muscled. Super rats. They make Master Splinter. Dude, yeah, let's not make those. Let's stop that right now. We can let's make, start, oh, uh, make a rat attack <laughs> Pokemon. Oh, no. Seth told me something the other day. This is on similar note, different subject. Um, that in the wild, it's been observed more and more that wild chimpanzees have started using spears to like hunt and fish and fight. Yeah. Whoa. So and now, like a lot of people are saying, Planet of the Apes. You know, it's because obviously, because you know, contact with humans. That's what people are saying, but it's still pretty impressive that they they know how to use them for that purpose now. Well, there's, I mean, I I, I can't say for sure about like what the cause of this is, but there are many different species of primates that use tools. So I don't I don't yeah. know where this and lies. Like take a twig and stick it down in the termite mound. There's a video well, use also rocks of to crack uh, nuts and yeah of a like a I don't know if it's a champ or a gorilla using matches to start a fire. Well, that's cool. It made, I'm not teaching. If it made the matches, I'd be impressed. It did not, but it actually like it has the box of matches, opens it up. It's like the, the smoking out, monkey. It, yeah. that's, that's if a regular though. everyday person could make matches, I would be impressed. Yeah, like I have no idea how to make matches. I'm sure it's. But Not the thing is, hard, you could seek out the knowledge it. and learn. I could, that's the true. probably couldn't. Right. Probably couldn't. I don't know, I'm not... I mean, he might have a computer, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> On the know. chimp web. <laughs> that sounded like a chimp. <laughs> and that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> what, we're we going to talk about books. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about Harry Potter. Books originally. are for nerds. I'm reading a good book. What are you reading? Have you ever heard of Kelly Starrett? He's, nope. Uh, he's like the top dog, as far as I know, uh, CrossFit mobility expert. He's like all about joint mobility and uh, improving human function through um, positive, using positive movements and okay. crap like that. And I just bought his book called Becoming a Supple Leopard, and I've been working Becoming on it. Becoming a Supple Leopard? Oh, yeah, sexy. I've been working on I like that, yeah. <laughs> I've been working on my hip mobility and stuff like that. That's cool. That's pretty good stuff. Dude, I really need it. Does he have like a section for people's backs, like upper backs and shoulders? I yeah. actually, uh, Absolutely. I, I watched yep. a video the other day on how to touch your toes in five minutes, um, going from like not being able to, to being able to, and it made... Bend your knees. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, it actually starts out with that, yeah. Um, what it is, it's not that most people can't touch their toes, it's that they're trying to do it wrong, and yeah. that they're bending from their back. And your brain sends signals, um, because the way they're doing it, their, their brain thinks that their back is in distress. And so it sends signals to like lock up the lower muscles. And so it makes it really hard. And that's why people are like, Oh, I can't do it. But he just showed a simple method to, uh, use your hips instead of your back. And like, he's like, you can go from 
not being able to have ever touched toes in your life to being able to do it in this this using this exercise in about five minutes. And I am you have not to show me that I'm not great at touching my toes. I can do it, but it takes I have to like warm up and really get there. Um, with this, I tried his method and I was doing it like instantly. Just like, That's crazy. Boop. It was crazy. Was it crazy? I'll put a link. Yes, listeners, I'll put a link in the description on how to do it. Uh, so. You guys can check it out and see see for yourself. Touch your toes. Touch your toes. Touch my toes. I'm editing that out. You can like put your toes in your mouth like you're a little kid again. Like you can't do that. <laughs> like a baby, just like oh, dude, no, Wait. I can't even get close. Ew, Josh. Ew. I heard something pop. Josh just touched his face with his foot. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I definitely. I can't believe do you that. can't do that. You got like womanly hips. They're so wide. I I Thanks. <laughs> I think, dude, I've got womanly hips. I'm you can do it. Seth, can you do it? Nate, can you do it? I don't know. Nate's trying. Right, we're, we're, Listeners, Nate's trying right now. I, I, I guess I might as well try it after. Oh, dude, no. Nate did not even give get it a shot, Chase. Like a foot away. I don't give know. it a try, shot. Try. A foot away. Ha. <laughs> oh, it <laughs> chopped my ankle. Chase did it, but he hurt himself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. So know. evidently, I have a lot to a lot of work to do. I got close. Yeah, I, I, was, I was actually pretty impressed with myself just now. Good job, Chase. <laughs> You're the one who brought this up, so you can't you yeah. can't complain. I just said I'm impressed with myself. Good. Complain. Did hurt a little, but <laughs> stop complaining. Throw a flower at you. So books, books. You're reading a book about. Okay, what is the book about that you're talking about? Well, all right. Like the title is "Becoming a Supple Leopard" um, because he was talking to this guy who was a Navy SEAL or something like that. He works with a lot of like military people too. Uh huh. And they were, I guess they were stretching out like before a workout or after or something. And the guy said something about like leopards not needing to stretch. And Kelly Starrett, the author of the book, was like, that's true, they don't. And like he kind of thought about that for a long time. And he's like, the reason they don't is because leopards only use like proper leopard mechanics. Like anytime they do something. And the reason like we have like the hip problems and the shoulder problems and stuff we have is because we're constantly forcing ourselves into unnatural uh, like yeah. sitting at a desk all day long. Yeah, unnatural like positions or whatever. Like basically sitting in a chair is an unnatural position. We should all be just oh, be doing a crazy? deep squat right now. Is what we should be doing. Really, that makes sense. Or standing. Or standing. I'm just like, gonna sitting stand, in a chair like causing hip impingement and all kinds of stuff that's bad for you. Tightens up your tightens up your legs. We're just gonna start doing the podcast standing up yep. or in a deep squat or in yeah. a deep squat. <laughs> we're either gonna do it Which, Slavic style or standing. Dude, I thought about that or and reclining. Like, I was watching this thing one time. Um, it was actually it was like a military documentary about Afghanistan and stuff. Uh-huh. And they're the it's showing these Afghani guys and like when they get tired of standing, they just like get down in a squat and they just squat ass to grass and like sit there. And like they like one guy was like just sitting there and he had like his arms around his legs and he was just like sitting there squatted. And I was like, how many Americans could do this? Not me, dude. Do we do we all need to do this right now? Do we all? Uh, we can. <laughs> no, I mean, we'd have to do it one at a time. I'm wearing jeans. I would really like most pants. people don't have the ankle mobility or the hip mobility or anything, and like my hips could. My belly's that. too big, really. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I can could... get in a deep squat, but he had like his knees together with his arms around him, like I said. Yeah, like Seth's that. That's just kind of like squatting on Is the ground right now, listeners. No, no, no. But your butt doesn't have to touch the ground. Oh, does, oh okay. that's not. A, yeah, ass to ankles or ass to ass to grass, whatever you want to call it. Is that comfortable? That doesn't look comfortable at all. It's not uncomfortable. Yeah, see, it's comfortable enough. Well, I mean, you I've got a lot of mass here, <laughs> and that inhibits me from being able to do it very well without spreading my legs out to make room for my belly. I mean, you see all these really open, yeah, all these so pictures, and it's Rose kind of a, Oh, yeah, it's K- it's a mass. joke on the internet um, about like Eastern European dudes who just like kind of crouch and hang out near like their houses and stuff, like 
it's it's a kind of racist is what it is, but it's it's based <laughs> on you know a stereotype that is factual. Like where a lot of like kind of gangstery thug dudes uh, will just kind of in their tracksuits hanging out, squatting in the streets, <laughs> beating up tourists. Tracksuits, awesome. But no, I mean it's that's. And I'm always like, that looks just so uncomfortable, but they're, they're doing what Seth just did. Like, it's the same kind of position. Yeah. And like, people sitting around the fire, like, and then, and you're, you're ready to move. Like, if something happens, like, standing up from that position is easy. Like, yeah, you, I mean, you could just jump, spring up. And you can look up online, like, why full squats are good for you, but they're, they really are. Good for your hips, good for your ankle mobility, good for a lot of things. I'm so messed up. I'm only like 26 years old and I, dude, so dude, physical problems. I know. I wish I wouldn't have played football. I don't have a whole lot of regrets, but that's one of them. Really? Just because it, of the, the physicality behind it? That's I think my shoulders would probably be in better shape. The ramifications? I think probably my knees would, too. Also, I'm fat, and that doesn't help, but... Um, yeah, but you're working on that. Not Is really. that a football <laughs> problem, or, like, I mean, honestly? Being fat? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. It's... But I think that, like, football, like, you feel like you got ran over by a truck, like, after every game. Like, it's just, there's no, I just feel like it can't be good for you. Well, well we know they, we know it's not long term because you see all these like uh, NFL players coming out like now that are you know severe brain damage. They have a higher uh, percentage of brain hemorrhage. They have a higher stroke um, percentage. Pretty much when they retire, they're very close to death. Yeah, there, there was one I heard two about. Two decades, more likely to get Alzheimer's. Yeah, there was one I heard about who he retired, and then they did brain scans on him, and he was like in his late thirties, early forties, and he had. Like the same brain as somebody in their early seventies. Yeah, his neuroactivity was just way worse than a normal person. And it's the same thing with like MMA fighters too. Um, they have that same problem. Like they'll they'll be in their you know boxers. retire at thirty five. Yeah, boxers too retire at thirty five, and you have the brain of an Dude, eighty year old. I've heard like a lot of soccer players actually have like brain brain issues from like hitting the ball. Really? Yeah, that makes sense. It's probably just because they play soccer. Well, that yeah probably doesn't help either. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> they play, play they play soccer, and that's just <laughs> terrible. It's well, I mean, not an American sport. I mean, you see, like, on TV, they, like, kick the ball, like, I don't even know That's how far, yeah. like, 50 yards, and just flying through the air, and a dude's just standing there, and you just, like, Gah! and just, like, hits it with his head. You're just like, good God. Like a freaking dolphin. Like, <laughs> That was the worst dolphin impression ever, by the way. <laughs> It'd be like Mike Tyson just winding up and punch you in the, punching you in the forehead. Like That man. would probably kill me. Right. Well, yeah, that probably is worse, but. He's a I'm just saying, now. like, that's a lot of force. It is a lot of force. But we're just like learning all the time, like how like weak sauce the brain is. The brain just needs to get stronger. Speaking of the force, are you it's guys cool with the Star Wars books? Uh, uh, the ones I've read, they've been decanonized. Oh, since since Disney bought them, they've been decanonized. Uh, since they announced the new movies, yeah. The only things that are officially like canon for the storyline are four, uh, five, and six. Uh, one through three. Dang it! Both Clone Wars series. I heard the Clone Wars um, is actually really good. I a couple books sanctioned by Lucasfilm. The Christmas special. Um, wow. It's not really canon. Some things, there are some of them that take place before uh -huh. everything else. The indoor, canon. the Ewok movies. Um, those are sanctioned. They're okay. Um, and then obviously the original trilogy. And then like there's a couple what random books. Nice of the Old Republic. No, nope. I don't know. Not, video no, games. it is. It is officially not. No canon. video games. None of the video games. No, no, not one. Not even. Not even Shadows of the Empire. Not even Shadows of the Empire. Those are. Those are so much better than Dash one, two, that. and three. Those are like the worst. So yeah, I'm just saying. Like a lot of stuff, they scrapped a whole bunch of the universe. Oh, the universe is shrinking, guys. <laughs> the universe right. of Star Wars. Oh. Gosh, like, 
I think that's so cool that Lucas was able to make a world he where didn't. like pretty much anybody could play in. Okay, Lucas Films Industry and Friends. THX. Was able to make a, a, a world where like pretty much anybody could dabble in. Like I kind of want to make a book series and just live off of uh, the money I can make from other people writing books for me. That's what in, the Lovecraft family does. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Because mm. I mean, Lovecraft he built this mythos and he kind of set the ground rules, and then um, he kind of approved other writers. Like, if you guys want to play with us, do it, and they did. And so that's why we had these uh, like Lovecraft video games and D and D series and books and all sorts of stuff that are all based in the universe. Um, but you know, he's been dead since what fifty four or something like that. That could that's be. So I could be completely wrong. I think that's really. I'm gonna cool. look up when HP. Lovecraft I think it's cool died. too. It is neat. I mean, that's and that is really cool. There's uh, there's an official Harry Potter um, prequel that this guy wrote about James Potter and his friends. Um, that it's official. It's official. J.K. Uh, not J.K. isn't kidding. J.K. isn't J.K. Rowling. Just kidding, Rowling. <laughs> Just kidding, Rowling. Um, she read them and approved them and said, "Yeah, this is perfect. This is 100 percent canon." Cool. H.P. Lovecraft died on March 15th, 1937. I was so far off. Yeah, you were. But he's only 46. That just helped my argument more, though. Like, look how far that's come with him being dead for that long. Okay, so new plan to make money. To <laughs> make a Cosmere and then go with it. Ah, we should do that with our D&D universe. Let's make it really awesome and just sell that and people can use it. And So, like, D&D? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's a, it's a sub-universe in d and I'm sure Wizards oh, of the gotcha. Coast would have nothing to say about that. They wouldn't care at all. Dude, I, well, think, I D- found out that Wizards of the Coast just bought that, like, was it like 10 years ago or 15 years ago? It was owned by somebody else before that. D&D? It's owned by, um, I can't remember his name now, suddenly. HR, no, HR Geiger. <laughs> HR Geiger? <laughs> that, that's the one. Uh, Harry, uh, Truman. Something Gygax. Gygax, yeah, that is his name. I don't remember his first name, though. Weird last name, though. Well, the thing that makes it D&D is the system, really. Because, like, you can go through the same adventure with some other system. Like, Well, the system's been changed, though. They're on the 5th edition now, and the 5th edition looks n- very different than the 1st and 2nd edition. Um, the 3rd edition and 3.5. 3 and 3.5 are the ones that are, like, really popular. It's really intense, um, but the, the purists are really into it. Um, I personally like 4, and I'd like to try 5, because I've heard 5 is really easy. Um, and I think that's more fun, because you can get more people involved that way. Um, when it's not they don't a lot have to of, learn like statistics and yeah, when you don't have to do percentages and like figure out all these really. I just things. well, I, I heard somebody say it's not about rule playing; it's about role playing. Nice, like, I like that, and that's that's, good. Kind of, that's kind of what I think. I, I think like, that's, that's why true. I want to do fate. Fate is a good system, but what were you gonna say, Chase? Oh, I was just saying I like the concept of D and D because it's just a bunch of friends getting together. It's kind of like this podcast and. Besides the part about making up a story, that's what D and D is. We're not just making up stuff on the podcast. That's exactly we're what we're to, doing. Anyway. Let's say that. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah, oh, no, oh. this is all scripted. Mm. Edit, no. edit that out. Edit okay. that out. <laughs> anyway, so you can make your own universe, and you can be exactly who you want to be, and then you can hang out with your friends and just play with your uh, made-up characters and interact in, in a in a different sense. I just and pretty like, much just be kids. Like that's what's so fun. Like. Imagination is so much more fun than reality, and that's why I'm trying to retire and not work anymore. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, I'm, I only work because I want to retire. That's actually, I, yeah, that's the whole reason I'm writing a book, honestly, because I want to be my own boss again. Uh, I'm, sick of, uh, I'm sick of other people telling me what to do, so I started writing a book. Shut the hell up, Josh. I'm five chapters in. It's going to be good, or it won't. His book sucks, guys, just let you know. Chase has read it, and it doesn't suck. He's just being a jerk <laughs> I've right read it. It's, it's pretty good. I've only read the first two chapters, actually. Really? So you haven't you read the rest? A, you need I'll, to send you, I'll send you more. Yeah. How long did it take Patrick Rothfuss to get his 
uh, first book. Published. It's like ten years. Quite a long time. Yeah, it took like a long. Dude, you might be ready to retire by the time you're ready. to Yeah, retire. I know. <laughs> uh, no, my plan is. I mean, I'm working hard on it. I, I write on it every single week. I haven't written on it. I wrote it on a Monday, but I haven't written on it since then. So and hard for the money. One of my coworkers sends me text messages randomly saying, "Have you written anything today?" And I'm like, "No." Dude, so this is completely different than writing a book, but it's about a, a PhD paper, their thesis, and the guy decided that he was going to write like a sentence every day, uh-huh. and he was done well before all of his other colleagues were like, he was just going to try and write something every day. That's such a good idea. Tim Ferriss talks about that, I think. But I don't know if it would work well, because he obviously had done the research, and he was pretty much picking his brain and writing it down. With you, I don't know how that would work with making no, a universe. No, that would be perfect. Because, well, I already have the universe created in my mind. Okay, um, That's already done. And I have where the story's going done. I just need to put it down on paper. Um, what would be good for me to do is just every day sit down and attempt to write one sentence because I guarantee you I'd end up writing more than that. Exactly. It's the same thing that I tell kids when I teach them how to play guitar. Yeah. I'll say, sit down and try and play for 15 minutes a day. Just say five. I just say 15. Just tell them five because everybody's like, yeah, five minutes. Screw it. Just... And they, like, every time, without fail, people will always say, they'll go at least 15 minutes, usually more. Almost Tim, always more. Tim Ferriss calls it the minimum effective dose. And he also calls it, he, he just says, uh, rig the game so that you can win. Like, you know, if you can't, if you can't work out for an hour a day, then just work out for five minutes a day. Tim Ferriss like, is the fitness guy, right? Well, fitness, everything else. He's Philosophy. Kind of a, yeah. Well, yeah. He's written a lot of books. Look him up. He's awesome. That really is the hardest part, just starting. Like yeah, what you start? It's a lot. I heard an interview with uh Tom Clancy because oh. they they were playing a bunch of them I know what you're on NPR about. Uh, right after he died. Hmm, okay. And uh, somebody asked him at one of the panels, like at some convention, like what's the hardest thing about writing? And he said starting. He said I've I've met a lot of writers. Uh, it happened with me that I mean you know this is all paraphrasing. I don't know exactly what he said, but that the hardest part is just the first step. He said after that, you know, you just do it. It becomes easy to hmm. just, just sit down and do it, but getting started is the hardest part, which is why I haven't done it yet. <laughs> Dan Harmon, uh, he runs the Harmontown podcast. He wrote, uh, he writes community. Um, he's also the writer for like Rick and Morty and a bunch of other stuff. Um, he said that writing became exponentially more difficult when the machines we use to write on became also an unlimited entertainment machine. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. So like, are you writing on your typewriter? Me? No, I'm writing yeah. on my computer. And I'm, I'm pretty good at not, like, getting off task once I start. Once I start writing, I'll almost always knock out at least, like, 12, 13 paragraphs, which doesn't sound like much, but it is for me. I think there are apps that you can download, too, where you can say, like, um, you can set it so that, like, for instance, if you have Facebook and, like, you pull up Facebook, it'll just automatically close it, like, in 15 minutes or something like that. Nice. I'm pretty sure. I had no idea that was a thing. I've read about do those. I don't know if you can get it on. Once you push it, like, I don't want to be able to pull up Facebook for one hour. Well, they have a thing now called the Hemingwrite. Um, it's like $200, and it's essentially, uh, imagine like a Kindle screen, like a typewriter attached to a Kindle screen. And you just type it in, and then you can feed in paper, and it'll print it automatically. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's like a modern typewriter, really, is what it is. Um, and it's really... So a computer? Mm, <laughs> sort, sort of, yeah, but different. So it's a and it has internet, and... No, it doesn't. It doesn't have. It doesn't do anything but type, and it does. It has um, autocorrect, and you can make powerpoints. Yeah, I guess. Well, why don't Why don't you just shut off your Wi-Fi? Yeah, that would work. Like on your on your laptop. Or but I'm. I mean, like I said, I'm, what I'm would pretty, hipsters buy? <laughs> They'd still buy Apple products. <laughs> still, 
<laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I'm pretty good at, at not paying attention to the like the internet. Once I start, that's the hard part though. Starting. Speaking of starting, we need to finish this podcast and our D and D characters for next week. So we need to finish this podcast. Have we been going an hour? What time is it? We've been going for freaking ever. How long have we been going? Great, t- exactly one hour. Oh, Chase. yeah, dude, that was that nice. was, that was nice. wonderful. With uh, with the edits that I'll do, we'll probably end up at like fifty six minutes, probably. All right, so wrap us up with some. Uh, stop yawning. Just oh god, <laughs> wrap it up tight. Why are you ruining? I don't know what to. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Black Mason Radio. We appreciate it. Thank you, Black Masons. Our Black Mason listeners. Black Masons. Black Masons. Black Masons. We'll see you next week. Maybe one we... of us. One, one of us. Google. One of us. Oh, we're done? Okay. Are we done? We're yeah, done. Just, just cut it off. Nathan didn't say bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right.